Do you want to get going? Yeah. Okay, good, because I already hit record. We are going. <laughs> What's going Howdy. on, buddy? Oh, good. I just got back from class, um, which was uh, kind of boring, but got through it. Nice. How do you pronounce your name? Um, so in Swedish, in my name, the O has like the little dots over it, which would mm. be a uh, be like an O-E. So in Sweden, people would say Bjorn. Um, people in the U.S. can say Bjorn, which is totally fine. I think that's what most people say. And um, it actually means bear. So the animal Bjorn is what you would, if you Google it, uh, my name, basically, you would see a bear. So it's appropriate to where that's I That's why you picked Cal, huh? <laughs> I kind of had to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bear. And then and then what about your last name? How do you pronounce that? Uh, Seeliger. Um, mm. Yeah, it's always a tough one because people usually put an N before the G or, you know, whatever. Uh, but Seeliger, yeah. yeah. Actually, I wrote it out that way and then I had to cross it out and do it. <laughs> So, I mean, I think you saw my list of questions. It's pretty, pretty deep. Right <laughs> I now. did. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the deal, man? I am like a mad Viking fan. I love it on television. I'm watching the the Last Kingdom right now. Have you watched that? I've not. I've only seen the show Vikings. Um, oh, dude, remember so that good. one? Did you see that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched all the Vikings, and now, now I'm on to the the new Vikings. It's like a uh, hundred oh. hundred years and uh, something like that in the future. Yeah, remember that his son's name actually is Bjorn in the show. Yeah, 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 Bjorn Ironside. So when I came yeah. here first, I remember um, Nate Matt Biondisson. He was here as a senior when I was my freshman year, and he's like, "Oh, Bjorn, are you related to the Viking from?" <laughs> because that's what everyone thought. That's that's the only reason they could pronounce my name. So it's kind of. Fun. But it's such a Viking name, though, right? Is it? Is it not? Yeah, I think so. I think so. It is. Yeah. 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 So I, I did see that you were actually born in Germany, but how long did you spend there? um first seven years of my life oh really so quite a while and that's kind of interesting too because all my i have two sisters right and and me me myself too we all have swedish names and we mm. had like very little affiliation with sweden but um for some reason german people just love scandinavia so i guess mm. that was like a thing back then where people would name their kids scandinavian names so just turned out to be bjorn and i happened to move there later so are your yeah. parents not swedish no Oh. they're german yeah, yeah wow so I just grew up there no people don't really know that yeah look at that hey dang what, what part of germany did you grow up in uh right outside of hamburg uh so i finished first grade and then i moved because my my dad got a job in in sweden at astrazeneca which is like you know pharmaceuticals so mm -hmm. we did that whole whole move and you know learned the language pretty quick so it's awesome so do, you, do you speak german i do speak german yeah wow damn look at this how many languages then uh three I took Three? Spanish in high school, biggest mistake I ever made because it <laughs> was too many at once. Cause you know, high school was like mm. just a couple of years after I actually went to Sweden. So it was like still finishing up my, my, my Swedish, um, learning process and then English gets thrown in there and then Spanish too. So it was a lot at once, but, um, oh, I was going to say your, your, your English is good. It sounds, it sounds like you got an American twang. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Thank you. I learned quickly in terms of languages, at least I, uh, played a lot of video games when I was younger. So that helped. Mm. Okay. Where, where do you feel you're most comfortable? Which is the language where you're most comfortable? People ask me that. People also like ask me what language I think in. And that's right. really hard to answer. You know, it's right. like if you know multiple languages, it's kind of hard kind of winding back and thinking about what you're thinking in. So I'd say that, you know, for that part, I usually just think in the language I'm talking and I'm most comfortable, I'd say Swedish. Um, really? Second would be English and German would be third. 
So when you're behind the blocks at NCAA's and you've got that self-talk going on, it's it's self-talk in English. It's not self-talk. I just kind of watch the crowd, especially at NCs. You know, kind of really calm down. Yeah, I mean, you've always... got nothing going on. There's no words in your head. Nothing going on. Not really. really? Wow. Yeah. Keep it so calm. That's, that's different to me. You know, I was always, I always tried to have a word that I could focus on. If I was focused on the crowd, I felt like I was going external. I wanted to kind of stay internal. So yeah, yeah. I just had a word or something. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, it's probably like. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I fault started, and this is like back when it was kind of important for our for our nationals in Sweden, and we you know scoring points. And I fault mm -hmm. started till I got DQ'd, and ever since then, it, like very important meets, I used to be like you know very simple instructions. It's mm -hmm. like you go when the beep sounds, right? So right. that's probably usually what I like, you know, make, make it very simple, just like you know get on the block, but you move after the beep. Very yeah. simple stuff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Now, you're a big dude too, man. Where does that come from? Um parents <laughs> probably which one my mom or dad my dad, or? my dad was six six my mom's like eh, maybe like five eight five nine so nothing like not like me i'm six eight and a half but um my uncle's very tall too but really? yeah i guess just i don't know if the tall people stay in swimming or if the tall people you know if the swimming makes you tall when you're younger because i've always swum right i swum since i was like three really okay yeah yeah wow. yeah long time did, did you have um any idols growing up like any any swedish idols or who, who were the people that you looked at early um like was was lars Frölunda kind of an, yeah, an example for you yeah lars is there this, this it's kind of sad that you know a lot of those stories never really get told that much to us young kids it's, it's more like earlier you're than gonna you have to figure yeah mm. you have to figure them out on your own but i remember banked banked uh who went to cal too Braxroker won the games 80 something in moscow okay 100, 100 backstroke and he went here and um that's a whole nother story but that's that's always been pretty cool to me you know he kind of got up and got that when he's 18 and i would know lars won 2000 on mm -hmm. a fly yep. and that was pretty crazy too because lars is an interesting guy you know he he's like he does the whole vegetarian vegan thing and um mm. so he was always around at clubs when i was younger kind of talking about nutrition and, and recovery and how that really helped him and the states got you know, to get better and stuff so yeah really that's yeah. cool yeah, I, I, I swam kind of against him. He, he swam more fly. I did a little free at the time, but he was a stud, man. That guy, that guy was so good. Yeah. He, he swam at SMU around the same yep. time I swam in college. And then um, and then I raced a guy, um, sprint freestyler. Help me out here, Bjorn. Swedish sprint freestyler. Uh, you probably raced maybe Jonas Tilly. No, 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 I'm not thinking him. I'm thinking the, the, the guy that did the straight arm really well. Oh, Stefan Neustrand. Stefan Neustrand. There you go. Yeah, Thank that you. guy's a tank. Mm, mm. He knows how to swim. That's actually insane. He's a he's actually part-time coaching at my club right now in Sweden. Is he really? See, I've tried to yeah. get him on the podcast, and he's like, oh, people don't want to hear from me. I'm like, Stefan, you're a freak. You are incredible. Yeah, and he's very smart. You know, he helped me when I got home from Europeans last year, and I didn't qualify. I was, like, very confident that I was going to make the team at some point there. Because in Sweden, you don't have trials. You just have to make the cut, right, for the Olympics. And didn't make it, and I was like kind of bummed about it. And I went home and kind of like we we huddled over that swim, and he really like really nerded down into that and gave me mm. some good tips that I moved forward with at Marnostrom and whatever, and I made it. So that's cool, cool, cool guy. Oh, yeah, he was he was good. And I didn't forget his name because um he's not memorable. I forgot his name because I'm an idiot. But he he's just um <laughs> he is he was so good, man. He was hard to beat. But he kind of um. He kind of burst onto the scene with with this straight arm that everyone was like, "Wow, he's really mastered it." You know, like people were trying it and attempting. He yeah. took it, he took it to another level and yeah. was like, "Dang, he's fully fully straight arm." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, and and he had the underwaters too. He kind of, kind of had 
Yeah, yeah, but he had a sick straight arm. I mean, he was good, but um, yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. cool that he's had some influence on you too. And then um, Therese Altrama, she, I mean, she's obviously the the one that um, everybody knows who was mm -hmm. just, um, I mean, she was so good, that girl, so dominant, you know? Yep, she's still around too. She's fine because I was in Stockholm in the Elite Center before I came out to Cal and was this is the year before the Olympics everything shuts down right but Sweden doesn't really care so we keep swimming mm. and we keep doing our normal little thing and our group is like six seven people you know it was Sarah it was me it was Therese it was like two, two or three more people and Michelle was there too mm -hmm. and it was good I mean she has kids now and they were on they're on pool like every day and they kind of have their iPad hour when we swim so mm. they just watch TV shows in the corner it's, it's really funny and cute and then we kind of just do our set and you know she gets after it every day and she loves it you know she loves that environment yeah yeah she she's so good i didn't know she was still going but i've been trying to get her on the podcast too. i think i'm going to track her down I, I did i did make contact with her at least and she said she'll do it in, in a month or two so that that'll be cool mm -hmm. she's she's incredible and then her husband was coaching right yep he's coached me he coached me last year and then before that too oh he did uh okay. well not last year never mind it'd be before i came out so yeah and 20 yeah like spring 2020 so how did you end up at cal why'd you pick cal um i'm gonna switch um into full screen yeah. for you too every now and then <laughs> that's fine um i'd say i always knew that i wanted to you know at least check out the u.s and see what okay. i thought of it and i talked to like three or four schools before i went on a trip and i and i had a very different idea of where i was gonna go where i was gonna go before i took my trips um um so i went i came to the states i visited um I think I was at USC, I visited Cal, NC State, and then maybe one more. I don't think I did actually. So it was those three, and I just fell in love with it. Like this is 2019 fall September, and I was by far the like the last of my class to to commit because we finished school later and blah 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 in Sweden. So I was like committing in September to go out next year in August, which would be very late for US kids at least. So the class was already set almost, and I was kind of out visiting and, you know, I was like, Cal, it's pretty awesome. But I didn't know that much, but I just like, I loved it. I came here, campus is amazing. It's very concentrated. It's a very small campus, so you can walk everywhere. And mm. um, the team was just insane, right? It's like back then, this is like 2019, so everyone was still here um, from the pro group. And you just have these like huge swimmers that are so good and just like, sending it at speaker and legends because we have two pools now and that was cool to see and you know dave when you meet it's very very different meeting dave in person than on zoom it's like he's very very um mm -hmm. um intentional with what he says and, mm -hmm. and aware so that was really cool i really really like felt the pursuit of excellence that we drive here in terms of like um swimming and school right so that was really important for me that's what i wanted so mm. i was really really hyped after that visit and i was like i kind of have to go here Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what what are you interested? What were you interested in studying? What did you end up picking? Um, I'm like econ business, so something in between there. Um, mm. I actually really like that field. Um, STEM majors are really really hard at Berkeley. I guess they're hard everywhere, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of had to pick and choose there. Great school. Um, but I tried it. I tried a little bit of everything, but. Uh, yeah, so it sounds I'm like, really like it. Uh, you know, educationally, you kind of knew a direction you wanted to go even even after college. Is is there a field that you want to go into? Um, I don't know. I don't think that finance is that interesting, to be honest. Uh, I do think it's very important to, like, keep 
doing stuff outside of the pool. So like, you, you know, you work hard in class and, and mm. you move forward and don't just like, you know, do it on the side. Um, so I got an internship this summer, which is really cool. I'm happy about that. And um, that is in consulting. So I guess that's the first direction I'm kind of trying out. But other than that, I don't really know. I'm open for ideas. What do you I mean, think? finance is interesting if you want to make a lot of money. I know there's a lot of rich people in finance. That's yeah, sure. yeah. Um, what do you mean in internship this summer? Aren't you kind of focused on the world championships? No, I am. Uh, we'll see about that because first it was like, you know, where they canceled it and then we kind of had to think about what are we doing and, and uh, everyone was really actually believing that we're not going to have a meet this summer. So I'll probably end up picking one of the two because um, we have Europeans, right? And the problem mm -hmm. is that they're very, very far out and mm -hmm. um, kind of a big theme this year for me has been that I really want to do this for a long time right and a lot of swimmers um kind of just go at go to everything right and i don't i don't think it's it's you know like you have to go to just world champs and you have to go to europeans you have to do this and just kind of keep sending right. the entire summer because mm -hmm. i think that important like performance is important and i'm doing well but it's also the timing of it you know i want to be really really good in two years and mm -hmm. what what i do this summer doesn't necessarily um matter in terms of that time frame right um right so the whole idea, what we do really well at Cal here is we think in those four-year terms mm -hmm. where, you know, we came back last fall and it's like, I mean, we we were kind of relaxed, you know. We we got after it slowly but surely, but we came off that cycle. You know, a lot of people did really well. Some people wanted to do better, but it's just like really like ramp it up over four years and not just like straight back into it. Because people get tired, you know. It's a hard yeah. sport. Yeah. Um, so so then which one would yeah. you sacrifice? Would you sacrifice the worlds or the Europeans, you think? um i don't know yet um i don't know the standings at all because i kind of kept out of the media fully i didn't really read anything so i don't know what happened with the whole like um because i know sweden was like protesting in case russia and and, and belarus show up mm. i think so i don't know what happened there at all i have to do a little bit of due diligence this week but um i don't know uh, i'll see i think i think for like performance i could probably do better at europeans um just considering that there's less competition in terms of countries, but I think worlds would be a better experience. Uh, might go to both. I don't know. I'll keep you updated. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available. So go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. I mean, it seems like you've made a leap forward now, though. Like, where where are you short course in, I mean, a long course in your events from, from the last summer? What are your best times? So last summer I went 21.7 and I went 48.9. Right, right. Now it seems like we've made a leap, another leap forward again. So to me, and I, and I told Dave during this, I may, I may have even told you this, I think you're a 21 low swimmer now. Like, I really do. Long course, 
not not just converted wise i mean yeah. performance wise i think you're legitimately there i think you're in that realm and now you've got to go out and execute that now in the 100 i think you're a 47 swimmer. there's some there's a bunch of guys from your 47 you're absolutely in that same category as those guys so i think you've made massive leaps forward and and putting yourself in a position to be very competitive on the world stage so um so i understand the the you know maybe maybe missing worlds this year and focusing two years on paris and that sort of thing but or, or just going to europeans but mm -hmm. but i do think that you're a much better contender this year than you were last year yes i agree um so what happened from last year is i think that i've gotten a lot stronger and mm -hmm. that's like the biggest thing for me is that and i talked to caleb about this at the meet because he was there and i i'm very curious about what people think about mm -hmm. my swimming so I, I asked him i was like hey man how do i go 17 next year right and he was like he knew like he knows swimming right and that's mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. one i think it's kind of interesting that that the really good swimmers tend to know a lot about their sport right it makes mm -hmm. sense like if you talk to nathan or murph they would talk for hours and and that's something i've been really trying to get into like actually learn about my swimming and he said you're seven strokes out nine strokes back so say my 50 right as mm. 18 to seven strokes out nine strokes back which he said is one more than he did when he was 17 six um so what he really liked there he said was that i pull a lot of water which is really mm. important right but i'm not very strong for my height so mm. it's proportional strength to body size. He's like six, you know, two or three, mm -hmm. but he's super strong. He's just like freak of nature, right? Yeah. And that's something that for me, even though I am older, it's going to take longer just because I am six, eight. Like I have to fill out my frame, which is, which just, you know, it's slowly but surely. But um, right. that's like the biggest thing he said, like, like stroke wise, it's very good. I catch water. That's fine. I have underwaters. I kind of can get up and move from a block. But just like core strength, you know, kind of pulling myself more than I do comes with time and, and patience in terms of like weight room. And and even like um, he talked about this, he said, because um, I asked him, I remember Chalmers and him kind of like alike where they do like, you know, they swim the 50 and the 100, but they do IM sets, like mm -hmm. long IM sets. Mm. And I thought that was super interesting. And, and I asked him about that too. And he said that it's because he has a very high tolerance um like a very high um lactate tolerance mm -hmm. um that part i didn't specifically ask him but i know that and um i think it's kind of interesting because if you have such a high lactate peak you kind of have to swim a lot to get up there and get stronger mm -hmm. so i think for me i don't necessarily need to just do lifting every day i just actually need to do like fly group i like the fly especially is really good for me because that's what i was doing all year like i wasn't in backstroke group once mm -hmm. But that's a whole different story. You were asking me something else. I'm just sidetracking here. I'm sorry. No, it's actually, you know, I'm glad you sidetracked because it's interesting. You, you talked about strength and you got stronger. So I was going to yeah. ask you what you did to get stronger. Fly group is one of those things. What do you mean by fly group exactly? Um, so at Cal, we have, we usually have, I mean, mostly I'm in free group, right? And, but mm -hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we kind of get after it. And um, we do, I mean, I'd probably be 50-50 and like, um, mid free. So I'd be doing like two with the 200 guys. I'd be with Rob and be with Tiege and work that. So I wouldn't be in sprint group. Uh, and then the other day of the week we do would be um, your stroke. And I was doing fly group for most of the year because I really wanted to find a third event. That was like the biggest thing for me this year, kind of move away from just overthinking the 50 and the hundred and kind of mm -hmm. like actually doing some work and other strokes. Um, and I thought fly was going to be the one uh, until like literally four weeks ago. But um, I just realized, like, I, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it fast enough, you know. I was probably going to be maybe, like, 45-something. But 
you you saw the meat. It took like it took forty four seven just to make it back in A or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting uh, though that, yeah. that you're doing all this training and it actually converted to phosphorus. Fos- oh yeah, for you. so good. That's why Caleb is so good too, right? Like the, especially the fly for tall people. Like it makes you so strong through that motion and it never gives you any like rest, right? The freestylers, we just kind of like smoothly go through the water, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's very hard to do easy fly. Like Tej can do yeah. it, but like even a short course, like our sets would be like. It's not even do, good to do easy fly. No. Yeah. I don't even know. I just kind of do it, right? I get thrown into it, mm. but I come home and I'm like spent, right? I get sore and I don't really get that sore from freestyle training mm. at all ever. Like I can go like 50s, 100 pace and I wouldn't really like you know, I'd be tired, but I wouldn't be sore after it. But the the fly I do, and it's really good for me. So that really got my strength up. And I think that's what I'm going to keep doing. Just really just like kind of move towards backstroke and free when I um, kind of move into the spring. But uh, like fall is just kind of grinding out IM sets and, and fr- longer free and, and, and fly. So you were actually swimming breaststroke as well? You can do that? Uh, no. Okay. So I, was, I wasn't really an IM group, but, you know, just doing that stuff would be really good for me. Okay, so right. how, how do you swim your fly sets? Are you doing 25s, 50s, 75s, up to 100s, beyond 100s? How far do you go? Um, no, it'd be like 50s. Right. I think that's something I learned too. Like when I was home with, with, with um, Therese's husband, who was my coach, we used to do a bunch of long cores and most of it was slow, like like three, 400s, 200s all the time, like 800s, crews. Every Tuesday we used to do like 3,200 crews. Um, so a bunch, a bunch of sm- uh, slow swimming sh- long course, but here I don't think that short course or long course I have done anything longer than a three hundred without stopping, like never, not even once. So every time, right, every right. time we kind of like mm-hmm. work is it's twenty fives, fifties. That's where I would be. Some seventy fives fly, and usually progressing down towards hundred pace. Um, a lot of turns, a lot of resistance buckets here and there, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nothing. So nothing g- give me an example of a fly set then that you would do on a Tuesday or Thursday. Um, so the Tuesday one is long course, I think. Yeah. One of them is long course. And um, it would be probably first we would do a lot, bunch of drilling because this would be in seasons. We do mm-hmm. a bunch of drilling 50s, maybe like a single arm. And this is before March came in. So it would be with with Dave. And um, so, yeah, we do a couple of 50s. Uh, single arm mm-hmm. um, we would do get fins on a lot especially long course because mm-hmm. if those were long course get fins on and then we kind of work through probably like through turns a lot so kind of descend um last 10 is fast through a turn kick out to 15 and mm-hmm. then two strokes a lot of that you know a lot of like two strokes three strokes fast right. a lot of no breaths to 25s and kind of just swim through those 50s you know easy the rest of the way um when i say a lot it's like you know three or four and this and mm-hmm. then three and four and that so right. it's not like insane and then we'd probably finish with like 100 pace stuff. So descend. So it'd be like maybe 450s, two rounds where we go one on, one off. Where the off one is easy. The on one is probably like back end plus two or back end plus one mm-hmm. um, without fins, kind of just swim. And right. those would be good for me because I don't have a back end. Like <laughs> there's no back end to go <laughs> off of. I've never done a long course. So I'd be like, I wouldn't be fast. Honestly, I don't even need to be faster. It's like I'd be my maybe like 29. And I like mm. try, I try really hard, right? But it's just the idea of that gets me fatigued and gets me stronger. So the time yeah. doesn't really matter. But that's it, right? So it's like maybe four or five, probably like 5,000 long course in the morning, 
where like maybe like 1200, not even 1200, maybe like right around under a thousand of that is fly. And that would be like a fly day, right? Right, right. Now, when you're doing your kind of resistance fly on the buckets and, or, or resistance sets on the buckets, you were primarily doing fly or free at that point in time. You weren't touching backstroke? No backstroke. We didn't touch oh. backstroke ones. So only, only free, only free. Uh, the, bu the buckets were mostly only free. Really? Wow. So yeah. when did when did the backstroke click then? Like when I mean you've always been you've always had some backstroke in you, yeah. but you're swimming the fly, you're, you're training the fly, you're training the free. When did you figure out the backstroke was clicking? Um we I asked Dave to do when this is when Marsh is out, we're like two weeks out from PAX. And I was like, Dave, I'm not confident enough because all the all the conferences were firing, right? They were sending. I was like, damn. I'm not confident that I will make it up in the 100 fly. I literally mm. said that because I, I think I can be out in 20 point. Like, that's not the issue. I have the speed. But if you're 6'8 and you're trying to do a fast wall, like, I can't do a wall like Nils Christian, you can do a wall. Right. Like, there's just no way, right? Because mm -hmm. he's, you know, the flyers are usually shorter and way stronger than me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can't do it. We have to figure something else out because um, I just don't have the confidence in my ability because I, I usually am very good at, like, figuring out where I, like, where I am, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I can be 45 low maybe, but I can't be 44 five. There's no way. Um, he's like, agreed. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's figure it out. Two free, not there yet. Just not. Because um, that middle day, right? Sorry, I didn't say that. The middle day yeah. is, it's two free, one back or one fly. Right. One run breast is there, but that wouldn't matter for me. Yeah. So it was one of those three. And I was like, two free would be the next option because I have been in free group. Mm -hmm. Um but it was just not my stroke, especially because I pull very straight arm. Mm -hmm. um, I don't pull like a like a large uh, like like a nil. What was his name? I'm sorry, um, Stefan Nystrand. Stefan Nystrand. Yeah. Um, I don't pull as straight as him, but I would be like very very straight still. So mm -hmm. it just didn't hold up in a 200. You know, if you look yeah. at Kieran Swim Smith, he will like enter and he will like bend so beautifully like mm -hmm. it'll be literally be a straight bend from his elbow his elbow won't move below the water surface mm -hmm. for like a good half stroke and i just can't do it i just pull straight and that just was it right i was like i can go out in 44 low or 43 high very comfortably but it's way too hard and i, I don't have time to like learn how to do this elbow thing so that was out the window so i was like left with backstroke which i knew i could do but backstroke is the kind of thing that it's very like you think it's similar to freestyle, but it's not. It's just the reverse muscle groups, like literally, because mm, yeah. you're on your back. So kicking is the, like the opposite of my freestyle kicking. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, let's try it, see what goes. I did a practice 75, um, but because I had done the, the the fly practices, I was for some reason very good at underwaters, and I kind of just came up and kind of like the idea of my backstroke was like kick come up and maintain that speed turn right because my right. turns are good like they're very very um like my height they're i feel like they're fast the swing mm -hmm. part was like the least favorite part right so we were just like can we make this 100 back in two weeks a like a underwater race with turns that was the idea with marsh and we did we we, we practiced it uh murph taught me how to like redo my start because last time i did backstroke was 2018 and i literally haven't touched it since like i haven't done anything and why I changed from backstroke back then was because the Olympic qualifying times were out. And I was like, mm. there's just no way I'm going 53, 600 back. Right. But I might go 22, 1, 22, 0, 153, right? So mm. I totally abandoned backstroke. Um, and then me, me and Marsh were basically just like figuring out my start. And Murph helped me on that. And then it was just kind of like, go, like, just let it rip because I have that speed. Um, 
And, you know, people were like hyping it up. They're like, oh, he's going to go 43. I was like, there's no way I'm going 43 because I don't know how to swim. Right. So I kind of just like do it. I go out fast and I kind of like just get tired at the end. But it right. was enough. That's all, all I wanted there was kind of get up. That was the idea. Right. Interesting. A lot, lot of interesting stuff there, man. I appreciate you being open with that and honest. Um, I, I like to go through some technical aspects and usually I'll go through a stroke with somebody. But it sounds like I want to go through, first of all, what, what was um, – what were the two guys, Marsh and Murphy, telling you about your backstroke style? What what were some technical things that you were working on there? And then you did mention that you were really good on your turns too. I want I want you to take me through a backstroke turn and what are the things you do well there technically. So let's start with the backstroke style. What were they working on? So good question. For the start, um, my biggest problem was that I have very long, leg, uh, long legs. I have mm -hmm. long femurs. I have long um, lower part of your leg, I guess that's what we call it. Yeah. And when I was starting i was way too close to the wall i would like hinge my legs like this almost mm. and then i would like kind of extend like it was like this and i would extend mm. all the way and it would just look terrible so what murph told me is that when i'm in my position but i'm not pulled up just move your butt back so i move my butt back a lot and maybe you can edit in a picture later from my starts now but it's almost like um a start that the russians did like 20 years ago you know it's like super super high and they kind of like put their face up to the block ass mm. out to the back and just kind of send it right is your is your and, butt out of the water or in the water oh yeah it's very out of the water okay um and my legs are like they're almost like they're not straight but they're almost straight does that make sense a little bit uh, yeah, yeah so i just move my move my butt back a lot and that mm. got the effect to where like i could release my upper body first extend 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 and then push Mm. And I got really far with that, like way further, because if I was like, kind of cramped up, like I did before, mm -hmm. I like had to extend and my, my feet would drop. And now I kind of just can, can, just can kind of go right. That, that was a big mirth thing. He kind of just looked at my start and he said, just move your butt back. And we kind of did that and it worked out really well. Damn. How um, long did that take you to figure out? Not that long. Um, because it's just a structural position change, right? It's like, I didn't have to do anything. I just had to change my start position and then kind wow. of push. Like the push was the same idea. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool because Murph was like, it's pretty good, Bjorn. I was like, yeah, yeah. nice to have him looking at it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what that's the cool thing about this, though, right? I can just literally call like Nathan was in this is a side track story, but Nathan was in a couple of days before we left and kind of looked at my freestyle and just gave me some like just pointers, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And same with Murph, he like, you know, he loves to see us go fast. So oh. that was a start for this for the turn. Same thing there, he said that I kind of cross and the thing I do in backstroke which i was really happy with i breathe at a certain point in my stroke so you know in freestyle you breathe twos right mm -hmm. and in backstroke people kind of get confused i feel like and they kind of breathe whenever and that's not good because you want to have a rhythm in it so what i do is i breathe every time my right arm is right above my face so it'd be like Dang, hang on so you have a breathing pattern in backstroke you're the first oh, yeah. person i've oh, ever yeah. heard say they have a breathing pattern in backstroke oh yeah because it lets you allows you to not gallop what you do in freestyle but allows you like wow. does that make sense mm-hmm um, yeah. so I figured that out and I was like kind of happy with it, but the turn was like, I kind of breathed while I was doing my turn around and mm -hmm. Murph just wanted me to move my head faster, like around to the freestyle stroke. So we worked on that kind of getting, cause my turn was slow, right? It's like kind of sluggish because I was breathing through that last stroke. He just made sure that I kind of tucked that away and, and went around. And then what I, cause it's like, I had two weeks to figure this out. And I really like the idea of like, you know, looking at people that are better than you and then learning from it. So I looked up backstroke and I saw videos from clement going 
um, short course world record, 50, 100 back, right? 40, mm -hmm. 48, five last year. And what Clement does really, really well is he keeps his hips super high in the wall, right? He will, his butt will be out of the water when he turns. So if you look at mm. him, it's like he turns around and he keeps his hip so high that when he kind of flips his leg over, it's like keeps it still up there, right? And then pushes down. And mm. I was like, that looks so good. So I kind of practiced that a little bit in terms of like getting my upper body down and kind of like slingshotting my legs over. And I'm going to um, have to look at that because I don't, I don't exactly know what you, you mean there. I mean, I kind of picture it, but I'm like, I need to see that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's interesting. Are you, are you keeping your butt high? Are you keeping your legs high as well as they come over or lower? Your feet lower? Um, well, it looks like I'm very low in the water, but that's because when I turn around for my freestyle stroke, I push my upper body down. Right. Like I don't, I don't flip my arms around and lay on the surface and kick. I kind of like, I flip around and then I push my body like you submerge towards right the, down. I submerge and then what that does is it allows me to like get my like it'll be like this down and then I like mm -hmm. kind of slingshot my hips over mm. and then push downwards, right? Wow. So I'm already in that angle. Mm. Um so it's I don't know, it's like weird to explain, but it made a lot of sense when I tried it. Because it and was so like why this, why you why do you want to come off at the angle? You're trying to get some depth there, get underneath the wash that's coming at you and then kind of work your way out of it? Yeah, because for my height, that was more advantageous okay. instead of like, it's, if I was going to be flat, like right. make myself small turn, then flat mm -hmm. again, it just didn't, didn't work. Gotcha. So I kind of just like, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, it's a weird, weird thing to explain, but it made a lot of sense when I was practicing it because it mm -hmm. really felt like I was coming off the wall and pushing down mm -hmm. under a wave and just kind of slingshotting off of that wall. And I come off of wall as well. So that was good. It's just amazing to me that you figured this out within the span of just a couple of weeks, you know, like, oh, I need to make this adjustment quickly, bang, make the adjustment. Okay, works, perfect, dang. You know, like <laughs> you, you haven't you haven't trained it all year. It's just like a period no, no. of two weeks just kind of getting it down. Yeah, well, I, I knew how to backstroke, so that wasn't the issue. It was more like, right. you know, very simple, simple, like, okay, every time I would come to practice after that day, when we kind of figured out that I was going to do a backstroke, mm. just like, you know, swim, 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 head around, then turn hips high you know it's like two instructions right but they were the ones that i needed yeah so that was were, were they getting this on video for you were you were you having a sit or could you just make the adjustment based oh yeah and that is that is where marsh came in because he has like hours and hours of footage of, of everyone right mm -hmm. so what he did is he came in you know didn't say that much he's kind of like i'm gonna be here i'm gonna be a consultant you know and he would just like film everything right and he'd like call me at night and, and text me all these videos and be like this this and that and it was mm. really really good you know it's like clear information and he knows how to kind of move through a taper especially with the sprint group mm -hmm. and that was just awesome you know i'd be like i like that turn and then we just figured stuff out we kept the fly going too because this is before packs right so right. we kept both going we were like i don't really know what i want to do so let's just try it and um yeah, yeah. So we both we all agreed there. That was like, okay, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the the backstroke. So when did when did you make this final decision? A couple of weeks out, you're working on it, you're figuring it out, but when's the final decision made? Like four days out of NCs. Out of NC. So but yeah. you sw you swam the backstroke at PAX. Yep. And only and because I had a B cut in the hundred fly. Okay, right. So you feel good about your pack results in the backstroke? Yes. What what do you very, end up swimming good. there? What were they? I was 44.8 in the morning and 44.7 mm. at night, but it oh. felt like I had just the way tall people kind of swim. 
it's almost like you know like like a liqueur swimming you know mm. yeah it's yeah. like i felt at home there you know the fly which i did a bunch in practice like a bunch of races with suits on it felt forced like a very forced because right. i swim well but there's no way that i'm like keeping up with the same kind of kick rhythm that a caleb would be able to kick up like keep right. up with right so i just are like you, are I, you yeah. shaved at packs no Right. Okay. So you swim 44 a couple of times unshaved. So you're feeling pretty good about it then. Yeah. At that point, I was like, especially because I came out fast, you know, it's like in the freestyle, I take it out fast too, but I was out 20.9 in the final, which is what Murph was out in, but I come home a second slower, but it didn't matter. Right. I was like, mm. what I have to go, like, I just wanted to make it back in A and uh, C's. And I was like, if I can be 44, like mid, that's fine. That's right where I need to be. Right. How much rest did you get for packs? Um, our, our, full, our full taper is like probably six weeks. So we were at that point, we were probably like one and a half weeks in. Uh, oh, wow. That's say. it. Yeah. Not much. How do you feel unshaved one and a half weeks in? Are you, are you feeling good or are you feeling heavy in warmups? I feel good. I feel really good. Yeah. Um, and much of that comes from that. I don't have a lot of muscle mass. Like I, I swim fast throughout the season, like very consistently. Mm. And yeah, you, like I don't, I felt, I felt worse at ncs because you're way more rested so each race mm. takes more out of you right um right. at mm. packs you're more of a training machine you can just kind of just fire them off you know even though they're mm. a second slower but it feels way more way more consistent that's a good point i don't think too many people talk about that actually that, that's interesting that the more rest you get the harder it is to back up sometimes yeah yeah especially the backstroke right the freestyles were kind of easy that was fine because i was more used to it also but just doing 100 back tapered like I feel for the 200 backstrokers like that was I talked to Bryce after that two back final I was like how was that man he's like <laughs> my last one <laughs> kind of like yeah. that you know at least in yeah. yards but it, it was um that's hard dude 100 back is hard yeah yeah wow uh that, that, that's interesting so do you come up at all after packs or is it just a continuation of coming down um we come up for like four days maybe um, okay so you get a couple of days rest and then you start to come up a bit and then you start to come down again. No rest really. We kind of were in the water the Sunday we got back. Oh, really? So yeah, yeah, same day, kind of just like swimming out the, the travel. Travel always sucks. So we swim out the travel. We get up for like four days, just do like a little bit of yardage, but easy and a little bit of pace. And then the sprinters just like, that was really hard for me. I remember last year, the taper was like long, right? Mm. And um, Hoff was here last year. He kind of just like comes in, does a couple of 25s and leaves. And I was always like tweaking about, oh, I have to do more, I have to do more, my endurance, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And this year, I really like trusted Dave with that. And I was like, Dave, like I do what you say in March too, right? And I came in for the last four weeks, I came in and like touched the water. I was like, you know, maybe a thousand, like a thousand, fifteen hundred total, right? Are they, are they kind of handing you a piece of paper or are they writing it on the board? How are you getting that information? Like this is your limit today. Uh, board. Marsh will kind of make it up. Marsh was the 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 key contributor to the sprint taper, at least. Really? Wow. So yeah, Mar he comes Marsh, in. Marsh gets control of the sprint taper. Oh, yep. Yep. yep, oh. yep. All of it. So oh. we come in. He gets the board. Doesn't really plan much. He just looks at how we look and how we feel. And then there's, of course, some structure during the week. It's like this day we get up. And something we learned this season was that we would have, at NCs, we would need to show up day one, right? That was really important. Because during packs, you saw how we were kind of like, we weren't sluggish in the beginning, but we kind of got going towards the end. Mm. And we got the job done there, but we knew that at NCs, we have to be going from day one. So we made sure that during that time between packs and NCs, 
we got up a lot. Like we swam fast, like every other day suited. Wow. Um, so to really just, you know, get ready for that day one. So you're actually firing and not just like kind of sleepy, you know? I've heard that about Dave, the every other day thing. So is, is it kind of like a Monday on Tuesday off kind of situation, yep. Wednesday on Thursday off type of situation? Yep. Exactly like that. Right. Okay. And, and that, that starts before packs or after packs? um somewhat before before it's probably only saturdays and like wednesdays and after mm -hmm. is like every other day every other day so yeah. you you know that you're going to get kind of like a 48 hour rest between kind of high intensity yeah. work yeah and look at like you know if you look at isl swimmers same thing right the further they get into that season they kind of move faster and faster because they just race and it's routine and they get more fit throughout it and that was the idea it was basically like a I mean, it's like roughly said is like a two week meet between Pac-12 and NCs, you know, it's like you, you focus on school, you go to school, but the swimming is like OIO warm up on your own, right? You do your race like 75 backs, 50 backs. I did 75 freeze, rest two minutes, two fifties back and free, right? Like just broken races, a bunch of those. Mm. Um, and you kind of do a back day, do a free day and do that every other day. And the day between the rest day is just like calm swimming and, you know, underwater, a lot of hypoxic stuff, which I loved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like basically a two long week, a two, two week long, just meet almost where we kind of like, we put the music on, we get suited, but you get faster and faster. Like we were so fast by the end of that. And then we mm -hmm. kind of just like transferred all that energy to first day of NCs, right? So we came out and we we're just like, here we are, you know? That's interesting. A couple of questions came out of that. So one of them is about school. Um, I haven't asked this before, but this is interesting. You know, I, I know some guys in taper would make adjustments around school. Like they, they would go from using the stairs to using the elevators, you know, in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. They, they would just get very fanatical about their taper. Is there anything, you know, interesting that you would do a, around school? You know, some people ride their skateboards and then all of a sudden they're getting the bus, you know, kind of, whatever it is. Is there anything for you? No, <laughs> most people actually, most athletes here have scooters, like the electric mm -hmm. ones. I don't because I actually like walking a lot. Um, and it's just like people overthink that too. I mean, you can walk up a flight of stairs. You'll be fine, right? <laughs> you can't do it 10 times a day for 10 days out, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you'll be just fine. I mean, the idea is you get more sleep, you eat the right things, and you hydrate, um, and you drink a lot of water. Like Marsh was honest about that, especially because it's hot out here. Mm -hmm. I was going through like gallons of water with salt in them just to recover. And that did it. You know, it's not so much like can't walk up stairs and whatever not but the idea is there right dave is really adamant about us like you know saturdays are like you lay in bed and watch netflix like actually really right yeah in terms of the sleep i mean i know you can that you can you can oversleep too so like where, where's the balance between you know you're probably on the run at cal you know in season you're probably getting maybe six hours if you're lucky but then in taper time, you've got more freedom to kind of get more of that. How, where, where's the balance between getting enough and getting too much? Uh, I couldn't tell you because I never get enough. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very light sleeper, oh, so really? I will not get much more than eight ever. Mm. Um, so you'd have to ask someone else. But I don't know. We I usually stay very constant throughout the year. I usually sleep eight hours, and I don't think I think it's just like. The idea is you basically don't set an alarm for the last mm. week before we left. Mm -hmm. So a lot of paper, we had a lot of paper workouts the last week. It's kind of like get in whenever you want, right? Don't set an alarm. If you wake up at seven, good. If you don't, you know, good. Just sleep in. And 
we Dave was a little bit adamant about us getting up in time for like the time change because there's a three hour time difference to Atlanta. So, you know, we're not sleeping till 11 every day, of course. And when we did our races, it was like in the morning. But, there, you know, it's very like very dependent on who you are, I think. Mm, uh, that, that's interesting. I mean, we're we're 42 minutes in. We haven't really even uh, <laughs> talked about NCAAs yet. So we probably should get onto that. Yeah. Um, the time difference is interesting. You, you know, it was a, what, a 10 o'clock start out there. So that's kind of like a 7 a.m. kind of kickoff for you guys. You know, that's, yeah. pr that's pretty early. Is there anything at all you did to prepare for that? Uh, yeah. So so the race days themselves, when there weren't paper workouts, mm -hmm. we, we had to get up at a certain time and be there, right? So we would be racing maybe at 9, um, which means you get up at, you know, 6.45, you get there by 7.30, get in the water, get out of the water by 8.30. Um, so that was most of it, but we knew that NC's like the actual racing is like an hour and it's usually like, you know, between 11 and 12, that's mm -hmm. right there where you are. So mm -hmm. if we race at in Berkeley at like eight or nine, that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but we knew, you know, of course, NCA is a, is a morning meet where you have to show up. So that was like the main idea, but we didn't overthink that either. I mean, three hours, like we went out four days before it's totally fine. I'd like to introduce our newest sponsor, Swim Angelfish. Swim Angelfish is an online certification program that strengthens your teaching curriculum to serve swimmers of all abilities. Swim Angelfish will prepare you and your instructors with the skills to teach swimmers with autism, physical disabilities, anxiety, sensory and motor conditions, and more. Learn to teach skills faster and with more comfort with Swim Angelfish. Apply for an only alpha pool product scholarship and receive up to 50% off your certification. Go to swimangelfish.com today to apply. Is there an emphasis for Cal on performing in the morning? How do you, how do you guys address that situation of making sure that you guys are ready to swim in the morning to, you know, the, the, the championships won in the morning. You don't score any yeah. points unless you, you swim fast in the morning. So how does Dave address that for you guys? Um, it's basically, we were very, very good at focusing our energy for that one hour morning session because mm. it is just one hour, right? So it's not like, you know, I come back at 12, maybe after a morning session and I have like until six until I like go back to the pool even. And that, those six hours are like not swimming. It's like, you know, I read and I like watch movies or whatever or not. It's not NCAs. It's not up and downs, even though that's hard. It's like, that's what you do. So he's really, really adamant about us showing up that morning. And he's like, guys, I need you from 11 to 12. And then you can do whatever you want. Kind of, mm, you know, mm -hmm. that's a good mentality. And, and I think they also talked about this, but momentum is everything, right? So in the morning, the first swimmer that swims is almost the most important swimmer. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Even mm -hmm. though maybe that person doesn't score even, if that person can show up like for Cal mm -hmm. and get it done, that kind of starts in chain of events. And that's sure. true. It's so true. Like you can have the roughest day, sleep like two hours. But if I see like, you know, Sean and Hugo make it up in the 4 a.m., you know, and outswim their seeds and, mm -hmm. and, and J-Lo getting down or whatever, that gets yeah. me fired up, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was like, you know, we were very, very, we were very, very knowledgeable of what, of what we were expected to do through those events. Right. Interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, wow. So, so many questions from, from this then. So, all right, let, let's get out to NCAA. So you're, you're out there. Um, yep. You know that the Texas team is good. You know, they've won, what is it? The last couple of years, at least they've won the last couple of championships on paper. They're meant to win again. 
Yeah. How do you guys at the meet, before the meet starts, how do you have the confidence to know that you guys can compete? Is there any signs? Is there anything telling you that, you know, when we used to walk on the deck at Auburn, we walked on and we made a present. We made our presence known. We were like, we're going to look the same. You know, we had the same hair. We had the same uniforms. We walked in together. It was like this we're going to let everyone know we're here type of deal is, is Cal got adopted the same type of attitude for this meet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right on spot. It's um, especially because the Auburn days is Marsh, right? And Dave learned that from Auburn mm -hmm. that we move as one, right? If mm -hmm. one swims well, everyone swims well. And it's mm -hmm. like, there's this mix between um, trust, right? It's really important. Like I trust those 18 guys mm -hmm. to swim as fast as they can and faster than they ever have before, because I will. And that's the other way too. Right. Mm. And like you said, I mean, we, we were very adamant about going into the pool as one group. Um, and then also like, you know, you have to enjoy the little things. Like it's really important to like, we were at the aquarium one day before the meet even started mm -hmm. George aquarium. We went to watch a movie the night before the relays and just like enjoying that moment too, because we know we're good swimmers mm -hmm. and it's as a team that's like competing for a championship title, it's very, very hard to not focus on what the other team does. Mm. Like I was, you know, like I, we can be honest with that. Like I was more concerned with ups and downs from Texas sure. than I was with mine mm -hmm. and then even my team, you know, mm -hmm. that's just what it is. You know, it's like, it's, you really want to win and you know that it's going to be really close, like the, from the seeds, you know, Cal and Texas literally always outperforms their seeds, but they both do, right? So it's like, it's very, very, very rare that you win by a very, very big margin. Um, so we knew that we had to step up every day. And it's like this, it's like, it's very, very stressful. I'll tell you that. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You watch I mean, everyone swim. But, you know, if you do the little things right and you can enjoy the, the swims that are well and, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, you can get it done. But the biggest thing I wanted to say there is like, you, you just have to like, not worry about the things you can't control. I mean, if Texas or Florida has two up and two down there, you know, good for them. Acknowledge it and move move on, you know? Yeah. That was the biggest thing, just having faith in that process and just, like, moving through that meet like that. For sure, for sure, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but I was on Marsh's first national championship team win uh, in, in Auburn in 97. Yeah. I was, uh, I was a freshman that year myself, and um, – so I know I know all about the ups and downs. I know all about um, competing against Texas. Yeah. We, were, we were the we were the team that was competing against them too. So it was it was very much the same thing on paper. Texas were the team to beat, you know. So Eddie's been doing this for a number of years now. Yeah, he's put teams together. But um, yeah. but Cal, you know, you you end up having a, a pretty good first day on the Wednesday, but but Wednesday but Thursday morning doesn't go great for you guys. So how do yeah. you how do you deal with that? Remind me for uh, I just don't know the days. What day would that be in terms of events? The that that would be the the four a.m. The four a.m. The fifth? No, not the. Is it the four a.m.? So it's the, the Thursday is the five hundred free. The fifty free. That's your day. That's the and the day. two a.m. Gotcha. So it's the three event day, first individual day. But Texas seemed to have a really good morning. They, yes. they seem to get numbers up. And oh, not yeah. so much that you guys had a bad morning, but Texas had a really good morning. Yeah. But it just didn't seem to go their way at night. You had a much better night. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, mornings is it's where it's going. And I remember um 
me see what I do remember. Our five wasn't very good. We didn't make it back in any of those. Right, that's where Texas was strong. Yeah, and yeah. And that was like the first individual went. So at that point, we were like, whew, you know, like that wasn't good. Yeah. Um, but we were very, very good in that 2 am. Like three up, one down, I think. Right. Maybe two down. Uh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, sorry, we had 2 am. That was very good for us. And then 53, I got up. Yeah. Don't, didn't have anyone down. They had two up. They did have two up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they just had, so, a, they had yeah. a strong morning. It wasn't yeah. like they blew you out of the water, but they just yeah. had a good morning. It's like, oh, you know, like, yeah. Like, I was but then, like, at night, back. you guys yeah. were much better. I think there yeah. was like a, a chance that they could get like 40 points on you. And yes. they ended up only scoring about 22 points on you. So, like, you guys minimized right. the impact, you know? Yes. And that is, I think that's mainly because we had a, 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 a meeting before that final session and, and we're usually very realistic and we were like, well, you know, we might be as much as like 50 down after this day, you know, which is kind of mm, important yep. to like play around with, right? You don't want to finish that day and be like, why are we 50 down? You kind of right. want to like, okay, we didn't maybe show up as we should in the morning, but whatever. But the thing there was like, we swam really, really well. We outperformed our morning seeds and they, I think they slightly underperformed, but not that much. It was more that they didn't really have divers that came back, I want to say that day. Right, right, so, yeah. yeah. And then the relays, we kind of stood up, um, stepped up there too but we were 22 down and um after that but we were supposed to be way more down which yeah, is just like yeah. it's so hard to kind of enjoy that moment it's more like warm down sleep for tomorrow like that yeah. was it like no one really thought about that at, at, at all anymore because it doesn't matter i mean we could have been 40 down it would have been like you know we would still have, would have the same attitude right um, we'll figure it out we'll get it done exactly exactly yeah. so it's more like acknowledge it move on next day is important right right let me do let me just touch on the 250s because your, your 50 back was uh what the fastest in history is that correct yeah it was 20.08 yeah i'm kind of disappointed you didn't get 19 man what happened <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i kind of just like didn't do it <laughs> no but that was, that was uh, is ridiculous it's crazy thank you thank you that was that was crazy because that relay we didn't know what we were doing. Like, the, okay, the day we swam it, we did, but we didn't know how that really is going to look one day out. We had no idea, right? Because you can throw that, you can toss that really up four ways and it'll be as fast, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, I was thinking about doing fly the day out, like one day out. And Dave was like, you're not doing fly. I was like, I, I should do fly, blah, 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 this and that. And and we could have had good freestylers and we'd have had Ds on the backstroke or, you know, or I would have done fly, uh, freestyle and we could have switched right. it up so many ways, right. but we decided on that way and it was so good. I mean, we were 20.0, then we were 22.7 with Liam. And then we were 20.1, I want to say, or 20.0 on the fly mm -hmm. in 18.6. And that was like, that was so, so crucial for us to kind of get going there. And for me individually, that 50 back was, it was good. I mean, I, I got off the block well, uh, off the ledge well, and um, just the way I swim it, I don't, um, I don't really overthink that 50. I kind of just do it. And mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you why that went so fast or why I didn't go 19 because I just don't know what I'm really doing. Mm -hmm. But I have good on the waters. I practiced coming up at 15. That was like the one thing I practiced. Yep. And turn like it's kind of weird because when you're inside, you kind of swim the backstroke. And I was you move so fast in that 50 that when you that at the time you see the flags because I'm so tall this the millisecond I see the flag I have to turn because at that point I'm already past the flag mm. and the time it takes for me to turn is quite long because I'm tall so I was mm. like literally swimming just looking for flags flags right. turn right. push so that okay. was the two things I was thinking about the time was good <laughs> well, when you say we 
you know, I, I think that Dave gives you some input into the relay. Does he give you any input or does he just kind of get your opinion and then he makes a decision? Uh, opinion and he makes a decision. Okay. So he, um, so he does ask for opinions? Uh, no, I kind of force them on him. <laughs> doesn't doesn't necessarily ask me for opinions but i usually am very like i observe a lot and we weren't sure where everyone was especially because of all those spots where so so it, like interchangeable so did he go with your opinion or he went with a different lineup well i said i said i would love to do the backstroke that's okay. what i said okay. um because yeah. i thought that if we can put us as a team out in the lead, even though right. I could have probably been like, you know, 18 low at the anchor. Mm. If I go 18 low as an anchor, I have to catch up, right? Instead of yeah. me being backstroking first. And that worked out because Liam was so fast in that breaststroke because he had so much clear water. I mean, he's a great swimmer, but that helped a lot too, right? It's like clear water does it. So um, that was really, really good, I think. And I but don't did think you think you could be 20 good. flat or are you thinking like 20.5 or how, what are you thinking that you can be? No, I thought I was going to be 20 point low. I think that's that's right. reasonable because I remember I flipped 20.9 at PAX and like I kind of just swam that. I kind of just like did it and flipped. I didn't really try hard. So I was like if I would touch instead um, and I would kind of push it like the underwaters too, I could probably be 20 low, right? Okay. Um, so that's that's basically what I went off of. Um, I wouldn't have done it if I thought it was going to be like 20.5. Yeah. Now, the other thing is you said you could swim it four different ways. How does the team deal with that? When Dave makes a decision like, all right, these are my four guys. These are the guys that are going to swim each swim. How do they deal with it emotionally? There's some guys left off this then. There's some yeah. probably some egos that are that are hurt a little bit of like, well, I want to be on that one. How, how, do the, how do the team deal with it? No, nothing. Nothing like that. Like actually – it was insane how like people get a job assigned and that's it. Like no one gets pissed that they're supposed to be on that relay because they know that they, everyone on this Cal team is expected to, su to support this team and their individuals and their relays. And if it's one relay here or there, it doesn't matter. Like if they would have asked me to be on the four by two, I would have been like, sure, no problem. You know, but how or, does he build that? How does he build that in? Like, is it, I mean, that, that, that doesn't happen on the day. That happens way before. How does Dave build that into the, um, to what do you call it? The, the, the foundation of Cal of like, you know, this, this is what you guys buy into, you know? Because it means so much more to win the team title than it means to win anything else. But you haven't won the so team much. title in a couple of years. So how's he convincing you that you're going to win the team title? Um, we're not, I don't know. We don't really like, we know what we're setting out to do, but in terms of like what you're asking me is like the pride of being let off a relay, right? You know that that emotional damage, whatever you want to call it, doesn't exist because winning or getting third in that relay is not as important as the bigger picture, right? And everyone on that team knows that they're gonna have to contribute if you want to win. So it's not like oh, I didn't like you know, it's not like Reese was like I'm not on this relay, you know, I pissed at Dave. No, it's mm -hmm. like. Okay, I get extra rest for my two IM tomorrow. Like, no. But you got to understand that that happens in other programs. You know that, right? Uh, sucks then for them because that that would be hard. No, it's, it's actually like I remember like Dees, right? Dees is a great example of this. Dees has been leading that relay with the backstroke for the last mm -hmm. three years, right? Mm -hmm. And he was one of the big reasons they won in 2019 because he had that hundred back reswim and it was like phenomenal, right? And he was. It was amazing because Dave, like, we didn't know how we were going to do that relay. And at the meeting the day before, Dave goes, Bjorn is doing the backstroke. And Dees is like, hell yeah. You mm -hmm. know, hell yeah. 
mm-hmm. like we're gonna show up he's doing the freestyle he was all confident there was no like oh bjorn like screw you i wanted that spot no mm-hmm. like he was so happy for me right and i and he knew that i was gonna do my job and i was expecting him to do his and i knew he was gonna do his right so that's the level of trust where it's at that's where it mm-hmm. needs to be it's like i don't care if i like i could have been left off that really you know of course probably wouldn't have had but i wouldn't have had been mad about it if that was dave's right. position you know? listen that that's the attitude we had in auburn in 97 when we won it's, it's the attitude you have in cal yeah. in, in 22 it's, it's a winning attitude and i think that's where people miss the boat here of like you may have a strong team you may even have a stronger team than cal but the the decisions that you guys are making the decisions that other championship teams are making is it's team first over individual and that's yep. why you guys are successful and that's what i've heard about you i mean dave i don't know if you listen to my my little podcast with david dave and david on uh, sunday night I, I got a chance to speak with them and mm-hmm. one of the things that dave durden said about you is is you know you're 20 individually focused on what you need to do and the other 80 percent you're worried about what everybody else is doing and how they're doing. <laughs> so you're you're more awesome. you're way more team oriented than you are individual oriented Thank you. I appreciate that. And that's, you know, it's very important. I mean, um, that's something I wasn't very good at last year is more like, how can I score the most amount of points for myself? And then for that team, of course, but it was like this year, it's more like, you know, if I see something which might help that person swim faster, Mm. like if I tell someone or tell him or whatever, that's a good thing that should be said. Right. Like that's the idea. How does that shift then? How does that shift mentally? Because that's, that's a, that's a personal decision that you're making to take the 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 personal choice of saying it's not about me it's about the team that's the bigger picture here that's hard to do oh yeah because losing sucks man last year sucked (laughs) yeah i've never like i can i can i can just you know speak for myself but we we lost by like 20 points dude and it was like this is really big like for a swimmer at college this is it right there's nothing Mm -hmm. better than winning a team title like mm-hmm. I can tell you, I did not care one bit if I was going to win that 50 or 100 or not, not one bit. All I wanted to do was like beat out the other guys from Texas in that final. That was the, right. the one mission I had. I told Dave, I was like, I don't care if I'm winning this, like mm-hmm. tradition 53, this or that. If I can score like 17 or 15 points or 20, right? Good. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's where it's at, you know? Right. And that was, that was amazing because that took pressure off of me too. It wasn't like, we need you to win. Dave didn't say that. Dave's like, I want you to beat out one of the Texas guys. I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, and then, and then talk, coming back to that from last year, it's like, damn, dude, that feeling sucks. When you get second in NCs by like 20 points and like, you know, you had some miss ups and this and that, and you really like, you really work hard. Like we, we worked so hard this season to like get people fast across the board. And that's where we like, no, same thing. It, it wasn't just NCs. Like we were running around on practice and I was helping, you know, it's a great idea. Great case of that is Jack Alexi who made the team. It was 41-7 at PAX. He's a freshman. And Jalexi Jale- J- came in, great long course swimmer. He's 48-5. He's way faster than me. But he has trouble in short course because he's not very coordinated in his turns mm-hmm. in his turns mm-hmm. and start because he's very strong, but he's not very coordinated. Mm-hmm. So I was like on him all year about doing these drills and doing that. And, and we got him a lot faster and that's just not, you know, it's not me, it's him because he has to do the work. But if I see that that would help him, I'm telling Dave, I'm telling Marsh and I'm helping him, you know, mm-hmm. because that, those, those are points on the board for everyone else. And that's, that's just how you have to do it. You know, it's like, if you know something that would help someone say it. Right. Right. Wow. This is a good podcast, man. This is interesting. You're, uh, you're super clued in. I like that. And, um, and you're only a sophomore, right? I'm only a sophomore. Yeah. 
Wow, so you got a couple more years of this. I mean, a couple more years of leadership. This is scary for everybody else because uh, you've got it figured out already. So once you once, got it figured out, you're done. Yeah, I feel like people should take notes. <laughs> I think they, I mean, they, they should take notes. I don't know if they will, but they should. I mean, you're saying exactly oh, yeah. what it's, it takes to win. And that's, it's uh, also, it's, yeah, you're right. It's also like the group of like Dave, what Dave does really well. And, and, and that's something that's really, really important is when Dave recruits, He's looking for very, very specific people, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you can't just what we do here. You can't just take the that take that and you know force it on another group. It doesn't work because you have to have the right people that fill those spots and do their own little part, right? And that becomes one organism that moves forward and really like gets it done, right? So it's not like you can just take these things I say and just put them on people. But he's very, very methodical about how he, what kind of people he wants to have on his team and you know there's a lot of people that want to be on this team but it's just like very competitive in terms of like how you move through swimming and how you view this culture event heat lane name of swimmer times and places it's called swim nerd live and it allows the data and times from your actual scoreboard to be broadcast and viewed in real time on any smart tv phone or other device there are so many things you can do with this software a very simple and easy to use necessity for any team or facility that is live streaming their meets results. One click on any device and they're watching your swim meet live in real time. Go to swimpractice.com to learn more. What was it about you then? I mean, uh, you, you were this then generally, I would say in the sense before Cal. So you must've, you must've had these attributes before Cal. Is this, is this something, cause you've embraced this wholeheartedly. Like you're in this now, like you're like, I'm all in. So yeah. was, was there something about you that was, um, it's, it's not very Scandinavian of you, is it? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I think that I just, I just, I really liked the idea of like when I was recruited and, and I really liked the idea of going somewhere where there's people that are better than me. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if there's any place, like it was like a rhetorical question almost. I was like, if there's any place I'm going, I'm a freestyler, right? Where can I go that has really good freestylers and pumps out good freestylers year after year mm -hmm. and long course, especially because I wanted to go to the Olympics. And that was like a no brainer. I was like, Nathan's there. And then I went there and I talked to these guys and I like swimming. So it's like, I, I think about that a lot. And I was talking to them, like, you know, barely met the guy. And I was like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And he was like telling me, right? So he really got into that and telling me these things. And that's how Caleb is too, right? Same thing there. It's like, we, I was, I, I was amazed by the, the level of like, um, knowledge that this place has right? in every stroke, you know, like Josh Pernod was helping me out in my freestyle, my freshman year. He was like telling me all these things. I was like, damn. So that was like the biggest thing. That was like the decision where I was like, this is the place to be just because of we this experience. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Here's the tough question. Cause I, I had texted you this question. This is the 50 free <laughs> question. So, yep. So I'm almost, I'm obviously a 50 freestyle. So I see what I see. So what I saw in the final was a man who was forcing a 50 freestyle, you know, wanted, wanted to either win or wanted to beat somebody or, mm -hmm. or just got caught up in the moment of trying to swim fast. And then moments later, you know, whatever it is, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, you, you come back and you lay this 18, two out. So you're, you're 18, five and, and you lose. Mm -hmm. don't lose but like you finish second you know and, and and it looks like a hard swim and then i yeah. see you kind of 40 minutes later and you look 
in beautiful. I mean, you look gorgeous. You're, you're doing everything right. You're swimming free. Thank so you. So do you, do you notice the difference? And do you feel like you made a mistake in that 50 final of some sort? Um, good question. So on your first part where it's like that 50 final, um, I think that I was generally throughout this meet, if you look at my, my prelim swims and my final swims individually, mm -hmm. my final swims are all slower. And biggest reason of this, first of all, was that the mornings, like I said, were more important. I really wanted to be up. Once you're up, it's like, you know, you just kind of swim and you score points, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. So a little, the, the small problem that I had was I kind of came into finals and I was like, you know, I'll score points. It wasn't like I want to score 20 points. It was just like swim the race, you know, because right. mm -hmm. it takes so, so much energy for me to do those morning swims. That's mm -hmm. like in the night. I kind of came back and I was like, you know, I just kind of want to do it. Just, right. just kind of want to get it over with and then recover yeah. for the next morning swim. It sounds kind of mm -hmm. selfish and like, you know, most people would like kill to be in a position where I am. Mm -hmm. But it was like, it's like, it's the second time I do this meet and it's so draining in terms of like, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of mental energy to go really fast all the time, especially the spinners because they do it all the time in relays. Mm -hmm. So the, the biggest problem I had there was like, I didn't have the right mindset. It was more like, get your hand on the wall, beat a Texas guy out instead of like, I'm going to win this. That was the mm -hmm. first problem. Okay. Second problem was that um, because I have gotten so much stronger since last year, um, I didn't warm up enough. Like that was the biggest thing. I would like, like usually I kind of try and be relaxed before my swim. So I would like, I get in maybe like an hour and a half before and I just cruise. I literally just cruise long, slow, free. Mm -hmm. And this is for doing a 50, right? I cruise long, slow, free. I'll do two starts. And I'll do like, um, I'll get socks on, do like a kick out fast. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then before my race, I literally get my suit on. I just sit there and kind of like, you know, keep warm, but I don't really warm up. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest problem. So I did all my individual races. I was slower than the mornings. And that race itself warms me up enough to where I warm down. Because I usually had an hour between the final race and the pre relays. Mm -hmm. That race will warm me up enough and take mo like take uh, take most of the pressure away because I had already scored the points to where mm -hmm. it's like, the, the relay swims were kind of just like fun, you know, because mm. there's there, like you're kind of out there and you're supposed to score 20 or 17 and you end up doing it. Then it's like, whew, you know, good, because mm -hmm. that's what Cal needs. We need the 20 or 17. Mm -hmm. And then the relays, we were like always underdogs. We were like 12th and like 10th and like, you know, the last second to last heat here and there. So those were all super fun because it's like you're warmed up. You've had your first race of the night. You're not really as nervous anymore. You look up in the crowd, there's like 200 people. So it's like this combination of like being more relaxed, being an underdog, because you now in the individuals, I was seated first. So I had this pressure on me. Um, and the relays, I was like 10th. So we were like, okay, you know, we can just kind of send this and whatever happens, we're probably going to outscore our seed, which is mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. um, and then just kind of being relaxed. So, and I didn't like the, I don't, I don't change anything in those swims, but the 50, I was like 20.2. It felt like the 20, the, um, I'm sorry, it was eight, I was 18 two. Um, it felt like the 18 four from that morning. So like the feeling of it wasn't very different. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's less pressure on me and there was like, I was more warmed up. So those are the two things. Right. Gotcha. Uh, it makes sense. I appreciate you digging into that. Talk yep. to me about this 18 two swim then. So what, what do you do? Well, to, you know, give yourself some credit here. What are the things you weigh where it clicks for you? What, what happens? Uh, I get off the block well. Um, I was a little scared of. Let me let me stop you for a second. I might, I might yeah. even stop you each segment here. So yeah, when you're on the block, 
and they say take your marks what what kind of state are you in at that point uh i call it the slingshot stage so it's like um i kind of can kind of, kind of spill the tea here what i do is i go down on the block and i will grip the block itself like i was gonna like deadlift 200 pounds um and so you don't idea. you don't you don't you don't grab the block you're kind of like are you caressing the block in some way like just kind of holding well, on to it yeah i'm holding on to it i kind of have my fingers up i don't like clench my hand but i kind right. of have my fingers on it but like like i have my hand underneath it and that like the tension that creates with my straight arm mm -hmm. i kind of lean back so on the take your marks i very slowly lean back and kind of mm. build that tension Mm -hmm. and then I kind of just slingshot out of it. And that was yeah. not really working for me at the beginning of the meet. I was like very slow off the block. Mm. Um, but in that 200 free relay, you can really see the difference from the individual or even the morning that I was like kind of firing off of it. Mm. And yeah, and this is something I give Caleb credit to a lot that he has his little YouTube thing where he kind of walks through his swims and um, he does analysis and he did an analysis of his 17.6. And I watched that like last year when it came out and he said, in your start, which is the second part of your race, right? Um, in your start, you always want to sacrifice um, length of your entry over um, entry, right? So you want to enter pretty rather than jump further. Right. And I took that for, with me last year and you'll see it if you look at the video, I don't splash that much. Like I'm mm. very, very thoughtful of like entering clean instead of jumping far. So how do you enter yeah. clean? T talk to me about that. You're a big man. So are you, are you being patient through the entry? Like you having a hold through the entry? Uh, yes. And I also keep my core engaged, right? It's kind of like you kind of go off the block and then you kind of flex up and you keep that tension. You know, a lot of people like kind of flop in the air and kind of like breathe in or whatever. And then mm -hmm. kind of like let they, they enter with their upper body, but mm -hmm. they don't realize that their lower body is still not in. So they kind of just let that go and it flops right. the leg, right? right. Yep. Like you don't want to splash from your from your knee down, which a lot mm -hmm. of people do. Like at the mm -hmm. highest level, you go to Olympics, right? And you, the only person you see that doesn't splash is Caleb. He like mm -hmm. just gets off that block, gets his arms over, yeah. kind of just like, whoosh, kind of yeah, like, it's like pushes a through. <laughs> he gets yeah, sucked exactly. into the pool. Yeah. And that's not unobtainable. That's like what I'm, I was working for, you know, and it looks different for me because I'm taller and I'm not strong, but the idea is the same. Like I move my arms over. I kind of stay very, very long, clinch my head through and mm -hmm. just like really, really practice going in as one. Mm -hmm. And, so and, then, and then, then once you're in, are you, are you patient here? You're not, you're not trying to initiate the dolphin kick straight away. Are you being patient through that line? I'm very, very patient. And that's something that um, Hoff taught me, you know, uh, from last year that um, you're at your highest speed in the uh, race when you jump from the block and second mm -hmm. highest when you push off the wall. So there, what if you look at vectors, speed vectors, which we did when I was in Sweden a bunch, you'd like film from the side and put speed vectors. You'd see that everyone, Sarah Schoesser included, would ruin their speed from the wall with their first kick. Mm -hmm. so it'd be mm -hmm. like, you know, 5.5, uh, it'd be like 5.5, 5.4, first kick 2.6, and then you'd like do your second kick 2.9. So you would mm -hmm. like ruin the speed and get up again. And I was very, very careful with that this year that it's like the only person that can get away with that is Caleb because he kind of jumps in, he glides, and his first kick is massive. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. I tried it. I, I jump in, I glide, which is important, but my first kick is tiny. So it's like... Whoosh. And then how, how do you how do you how do you time the glide to the kick like what what's going through your head there are you counting like a one mississippi or something like that like what is it or one sweden no. what is it <laughs> just one viking two vikings <laughs> it's uh it's just uh just practice man just practice a bunch so the, there, there is day. a holding pattern there's a holding phase and then you're like okay now's the time to initiate yeah. the first kick 
Yeah, you learn. I mean, it's like we do a bunch of uh, start and glide. So you'll, you'll feel when you start losing speed, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the idea is there. It's like you, you want it to look really pretty. Right. And this is like the most important thing. It's like if you – like I watch my swimming all the time like in practice and, you know, Marsh does this. And that the basic idea is if you look at Caleb, it looks really pretty. He's very mm -hmm. smooth with it, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same idea in like weightlifting. When I learned to weightlift, which we do a bunch off of here, um, it was like if it looks like shit, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. Like it literally isn't. If your stroke looks doo-doo, it's like not a good idea to swim. Mm -hmm because you're not going to swim very fast over time. So it's like people are trying to like do yardage, but they can't pull a straight stroke. Like, no. So it's like really, really figuring out what's important. That was like the biggest thing going into this season for me. You know, it's like making it smooth, making it pretty, catching water rather than just pulling through a fast stroke, right? Um, maintaining speed, keeping my head locked in when I come up from the, from the kicks to the freestyle flutter, um not slowing into a wall but rather speeding up all right hang on hang on stop well, stop 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 <laughs> i'm gonna pull you back let's go back to the transition so you're you're holding a glide how many dolphins are you going into um let me just for think. you personally yeah um let me think i go six six, six. So you go you go whack 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 and then you tr is it a fast transition do you flutter yeah, my my so my first stroke is finished at my last at my, at my last fly kick. Does that make sense? So you, you kind of snap into the the break. Yeah, it's like I keep kicking while I snap my first stroke. Is that a Caleb thing? It's a Caleb thing. Right. If you look right. at him underwater, there's a bunch on YouTube. He does that, and a lot of um, people have picked up adopted that because of Caleb, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, yeah, it's really good. So it gets me up on top of the water, and then for me, it's really important to find my flutter before I find my stroke. So after that first pull is finished, mm. I get the flutter on, and then I get my second stroke going. And right. then I don't, I don't necessarily count my strokes, um, so that's kind of an issue because, um, yeah. How how do you lock in your body position in the fifty? I keep very tight core, and I don't breathe. I mean, that's like the biggest thing. Um, is it is it kind of like when you when you lock in your core, sir? When you lock in your core, is it is it kind of locking your hips in? Are you trying to lock your hips in? Um, depends. In the 50 long course, I don't. I stay way more wide open um, because I try it in the 50 long course. I kind of reach above and kind of move like down before I pull, mm -hmm. but I keep very straight in my head. So I wouldn't move my head. It's more like I move my shoulder down a little bit and my short course, I don't really have time for that. So I kind of like, it's, it's more of a, um, um, the best way I can describe it is like you try and like, uh, it's like when you're digging dirt with a excavator, right? It's like this, like I move my arm above and kind of like pull my body past. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say I try to stabilize my, my my hips that much because it's only like six strokes before I turn. So it's more like it kind of just happens, right? I kind of lock in, keep tight, and then swim through it and kick through it. I don't really move my middle part that much. Right. Um, I'd say that's, that's the biggest part there. Right, right, right. Well, I would say to you that that's going to be your – biggest leap forward long course i think taking that short course mentality to your long course is going to get you from that 21.7 to that 21.1 21.2 i think i think locking in in some respects and and holding that you know and taking that ex excavator kind of feeling yeah to to your 50 long course will, will help eventually but so so then you, you you get those six strokes in you snap a fast um turn um 
And then how many kicks out are you coming? Uh, I don't count kicks out because those are very dependent on how I kind of move through that turn. Um, I just kind of do those. I mean, what was really good about that, I was 8-6 to the feet, which is very, yeah, very fast. smoking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so really... I kind of, yeah, I didn't come back as fast as, as I probably should have. And that was probably because of the kick count because I just didn't count. I just kind of do it, um, which is not good. It, it, it wasn't the same kick intensity or size as the way out. Um, but I was also like, I kind of close my eyes when I turn every time in freestyle because I don't like seeing people and where they are. It mm -hmm. just ruins my race. And that's something I did really well there. So it's like I turn. My last stroke, I close my eyes. I totally do my, my turn blind. And first, when I'm on my stomach again kicking, I will open my eyes and that's kind of like you, you don't know where you are right because you're already like halfway through so mm -hmm. i kind of just kick there does that make sense yeah and i kind of just get up i hope that I, that i kind of hit the surface well and then back is just like haul ass just haul ass yeah haul ass is, is a is a word but i don't think it is necessarily just haul ass you're not you're not digging trenches like you're staying high and you're staying long in that relay i noticed you sat up really big you, you yeah. kept really big like your length was there it seemed <coughs> like to me in the in the relay you you connected it better that 18 2 was almost like it was going to happen because it was it was like a freedom of of just flowing speed but it was it was high it was locked in i don't know did you feel the difference um i think i felt it slightly and that's more like good point made there is like when you come up when you it's like it's like decided when you come up out of the water from the mm -hmm. kick out right it's just like you kind of flop out and then it's just like maintain, 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 maintain that body position, right? right? So that was really good. I kind of like kicked out and I kind of like did a big one before I came out and I just kind of like was on top of the water and kind of just turned my arms and that felt really good. I was like, I'm kind of floating here, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not like you can swim and then decide to go up. It's more like you have to like do that from the kick out. All right. Um, but the length is important too, isn't it? Like yeah. you're not you're not just digging, you're not just like cutting short. Like you yeah. you're getting in the point and you're and you're pulling back to the point. Like you're finishing the stroke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me I'm, for me that's like I call that a digging stroke because it is as fast as I can go like humanly. Right. I'm very thoughtful about not making a short stroke. Mm -hmm. That's something I did last year. I was really short in my strokes, but mm -hmm. it's still like move as fast as you can kind of because at this point like I'm way stronger than last year so I can kind of do that but still keep my length, right? Right. Um, whereas in the hundred, like when I swim the hundred, I'm really, really thoughtful about just going as far as I can. Like really, really thoughtful about that. Right. Right. How do you finish off the back end of your stroke? Are you coming out at your hip, or are you trying to extend past your hip? Um, I couldn't tell you honestly. I don't know. I think I am probably like right between there. It's a very, I like pull very far, but I'm also very stressed about getting my hand up moving again. So I don't right, think I yeah. pull like fully Speed all the recovery way. Recovery is important, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something, you know, that's something I took away from the Olympics too. I watched, um, I watched David swim, David Popovich. That's mm -hmm. insane. Like that guy is insane. Like that, you know, he's very skinny, very tall, but he just goes up top and just mm -hmm. pulls all the way down, mm -hmm. like all the way. And that pull is amazing, you know? So it's like, it's not, you can't, I guess you can do it in yards, but it's such a different like idea of like, you know, you kind of snap out of a kick and stay on top of the water and just swim. Um, whereas in long course, what he does is a way better idea in terms of like um, pulling through a stroke. So it's very different swimming, you know, right, I think right. that, that matters. Right. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch.
Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. Were you completely satisfied with your NCAA results? Like when you look back, you're like, I did everything I wanted to do or did you feel like you missed the mark anywhere? Uh, no, I think I did what I was supposed to do. Uh, would I have liked to have been better in terms of like stepping up and getting those wins? Yes, I would have loved to win the 50 and 100. Um, and I would have liked to be faster and had a back final. But I was very, very happy with like how I moved through that part of the season and like getting faster from packs, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like the race that I'm most proud off of is actually my 100 free in the relay. I really like that one because that's also one where I was like, I finished 100 free, I get second, right? And um, same thing there, I kind of like, it's kind of a tight swim. Like I was out 19.3s, kind of like, kind of forced, not really on top of the water. And then, you know, we had pretty much won the meet after that. So we were like chilling, we were having a great time, warming down, being relaxed. And I got up for that relay and it just felt amazing. You know, it's mm. such a nice stroke. And I was kind of moving like that. That was the first time where I ever like felt I was really like, just kind of just moving my speed through the water. And just letting it go, you know, not not slowing myself down, but also keeping breathing and staying long. Like that was so nice. I love that swim. Yeah. Well, when did the Cal guys think they had it in the bag? Like when was it like you guys were high fiving each other? Um, very late, very late. Um, probably right before two fly, because we knew that we had two up, one down, and two fly, and we were up by that point even before the two fly. Prelims, you so, told me. No, 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 finals, finals. Really? Finals. Oh, so we even, were even after prelims, you didn't think you had it. Oh, no, 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 no. We were this is the most important part. It's like once you relax, you mm. just get past. You mm. get past so fast, right? So we came into finals and we were like, if they outperform their swim, like their seeds, and we mm. swim badly, it's gonna be dead even before the relay. That's what we mm. knew. Because mm. it that's like it was dependent on their diver and their mile, because they had Luke and um Johnston in the mile, right? Right. And the A, and they had one guy down and before in the early heats, and they had one diver. So we were kind of sitting there. We we're like, if these if these um milers get like it was very, very like good for them. It would have been really good for them. Uh, we were saying if they get if they get like, you know, we said second, fourth, and like eighth, right? Very good for them, but still like doable, right? Right. They're Texas milers, so they're gonna be really fast. Um, if they get that, which we didn't have anyone score in the mile, and if they get their diver up. That's a lot of points. That would have equaled out our two fly. It would have like, because they had better 100 freestylers, would have gotten some points back from the two back. So we were like, this is important. Like we were when we going into that final session, we we're like, there's a very real chance we lose this meet. We have to fire every single race, right? And slowly but surely through that, like through that mile, through the two back, we're getting more and more confident, but still like, you know, it's like, you just hate losing. So we were just like, um, yeah, we were very, very locked in. Like, I did my 100 free, went straight to the warm-down pool. I was, like, I was literally thinking, I was, like, I might have to, like, swim a relay where it comes down to us beating them for the national championship. Right, yeah. I, I thought that at one point, but, uh, I mean, after the morning, I thought I thought it was done. You know, I was even texting Dave Durden of, like, you know, <laughs> you, you guys have it. And he was, like, he, would, he wouldn't concede at all. <laughs> he was kind of like you. But, um. Yeah. Well, tell me this then. I, I understand that you guys also do this thing where, you know, at the end of meetings, it's like coaches leave. It's just team only. Like, what, what yeah. was the team vibe? Um, you know, maybe maybe on the 
on the, on the morning of and maybe in the in the night of Saturday, late the afternoon in Saturday. Is, is there a, is there a similar vibe or is it a different vibe? Um, different, more relaxed because we did our job in the morning, and we knew that at night. Um, if you look at the historical swims of the of Texas during that meet, that we outperformed them at night. So we 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 kind of went into that meeting. We we're like. You know, it's a little bit like jobs not finished. Let's get it done. You know, but we were we were like confident in our ability at this point. You know, to so do it. So what's the morning like then? The morning is a little bit more intense then. Eh? Horrible, horrible. Like the, horrible? The, everyone, everyone was locked in, but I was so nervous. Like in terms of that. Really. Um. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, horrible is the wrong word. I'm sorry for using that. Like the team meeting in the morning was like, day is a day, right? We have to we have to fire in the morning. That was like the team meeting of it. Um. But is then this like coming from the coaches or the athletes. Both both so that's like the idea we just like we have to swim really well this morning because last year i remember we were we gained points on them but not a lot i mean they had good divers and we didn't know where they were and you know stuff like that Mm. but it was basically just like we have to get this done in the morning and when i say horrible it's just like you know like it's this gut feeling of like oh this is it you know like we have to swim really well here or we're gonna have an issue tonight like we're gonna have a big issue Mm -hmm. um so, oh God, I can't even tell you. Like I did the 100 free. I was very happy with my swim. I warmed down, but um, I couldn't watch the two fly the morning. I just couldn't watch it mm. because that was like the biggest, the biggest by far. Like the 100 breaststrokers did so well. I'm sorry, that's the wrong day even. But um, the last day was 200 breaststrokers did really well. But the two fly was after everything. And we know that they didn't have any swimmers, maybe one. But we knew that, you know, we would have to get, you know, at least one up, one down. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't watch it, just couldn't do it. So I just run outside and kind of sit in the grass. I'm like, you know, just praying. I'm like, let's, you know, oh, let's really? have it. You were least. outside when this oh, was going on. I was on the grass. I was literally next Damn. to the bus. I was like, I'm not watching this. I have trust in my guys, but I just can't do it. Wow. Um, and they got it done, dude. I came back in, you oh, know, they I got just done, walk yeah. up mad. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's up? He's like, two up, one down. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, yes. I, are you getting the hundred freestylers together? Are you like guys as a as a little unit, like a subunit, where like we're doing this together? You warming up together or anything? Or are you, oh, yeah. are you you know what are you what are you saying to each other as a unit? Because you're obviously kind of taking that leadership role there. Yeah, yeah, we're we're firing. I mean, usually we don't get we, we don't get like assigned leadership positions. Not it, but I was making sure that the hundred freestylers were ready to go, right? And and they did their best. I mean, both of them double tapered um, from packs, which is really hard to kind of figure out, especially because it's both for them is both, uh, as like the first time they went to NCs even. Um, so, and then at that point we were very confident in the, in our team's ability. So it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like I didn't go up to Jack Alexi and I was like, oh, you have to make the A. I just said, mm-hmm. you know, I just want you to swim, dude. Like I, I want you to pull water. I want you to learn what it's like to be in the hundred free and like, you know, you're important to us now. Right. so he kind of did that and he's he's fine well i mean it took it took 41 9 didn't make it back like are you kidding me oh that's crazy it, it is a crazy like that got fifth last year or, or sixth even um mm-hmm. yeah it's just crazy crazy fast but um in terms of like per stroke usually you have your little group and you're like okay how's everyone doing what do you need um and that works well because it's like like you're saying it's a subdivision right right were you mentally for that hundred free were you like i've got to be at my best in the morning or were you like i'm just gonna hold back a bit so i've got something more tonight because i know i've got a couple of hundred frees tonight or you're like i'm i'm laying it out this morning i'm laying it out 100 really? um, especially because you know um like i said losing last year sucked and i remember hugo last year 
he he didn't make it back in the 4 a.m right he was down mm. and this is middle day and I, I remember him saying like god i thought i could do it and i thought i could chill a little bit you know just kind of get it mm. done mm. and depend like because i know i knew how fast this meat was, uh, meat was i was like like i'm not like before i came in right my best time is from pax it's 41 5 and i was like dave 41 5 is probably not making it back like it's, it's very likely that 41 5 doesn't make it back into mm. a right um, not, I'm sorry about, but I was like, you know, going for A, but B, of course, gonna make it back. But mm -hmm. I was like, 41.5 is not gonna make it back. I'm gonna have to PB. I'm going, you know. And if mm -hmm. that PB, I didn't know if that PB was like 41.2 or if it was like 40.7, which it was. But I sent it. I was like out, and it felt amazing. It was a great swim too. I was very happy with that. But um, that's like so important, right? You can't even if you're like seated first. I mean, look at Destin, right? Destin, Destin's two back. Everyone thought he's gonna smash the two back record and, and you show up to day three and you're just gassed you're mm -hmm. so tired mm -hmm. and i was like destin we're gonna have to send this 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 prelim he's like hell yeah i'm gonna have to send this prelim mm -hmm. um you know so we did and that's the most important part like it doesn't matter if you're i'd rather be first by like you know half a second and make the a than like get ninth right that's idea your body's hurting day three i mean it's day three day three and a half really but your body your body's in pain man you're hurt and you wake up that morning you're like i'm so yeah like, what am yeah. i gonna do so so what are you doing preparation wise to get yourself to the point where you can swim your best time on saturday morning i same thing there you know i'm, I'm standing on the on the shoulders of giants man it's like i texted both Hoff and Nathan the night before, I was like, this is where, where I'm at. This is how I feel, what I do, you know, mm -hmm. and just get paragraphs and paragraphs of like answers, right? It's like, do this, do this, um, don't do this. And and I a bunch of the stuff I knew already because we talked about it before, but it's just like the level of excellence and knowledge that these guys at home have, which we just use, right? We just get that. He asked me to like put a certain song on to fall asleep better and, you know, slug water with this and that. Um, so it's just like same thing there with as the swimming. It's like we have people that know how this works and what to do. So I, I literally texted him. I was like, I'm sore here and this is really hard right now. And I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. What do I do? Mm. Um, and it's just like straight up answers. Here's what you need. Let's get it, you know? Wow. So I gotta yeah. text Nathan tonight to get some sleep. <laughs> he knows it's up. He, he's good, man. But um, how do you do that? Are you, are you using any sleep aids like melatonin, or how are you getting yourself to get enough rest on that Friday night so you can wake up Saturday morning at yeah. least feeling refreshed? It's hard. I mean, usually I have the mentality like NCs. I have the mentality of like, it's great if you sleep. If you don't, doesn't matter. You can you right. can swim fast anyway. Because people right. usually can. I mean, I, Friday to Saturday was the worst. Like, because that was our most important morning, right? And right. we were. I was sleeping probably like maybe two hours, three hours, maybe. And you're just laying in bed, and every second you're like, oh, like I should sleep right now, but you just can't. And I took melatonin. Um, didn't didn't do much because you're just so fired up and right. i think to some degree it's like i know i was able to swim fast so i know i can swim fast off of a little sleep um but it's also good practice i mean i know that people that are at the olympics don't sleep that much so it's just you know just get over it kind of are you doing extra warm-up or are you, are you getting an extra shakeout? are you uh, i mean is there anything extra at the pool that you're doing no i usually do less at that point i will do okay. way less i'm right. um, just kind of like you know i kind of just kind of roll down to breakfast, eat a little bit, not too much. Um, I stay very calm. I swim very, like that, that was the same thing there. I kind of like just had to save energy and I sent 100 free, made it back. But then at that point, when you make it back, you're so tired from the morning that you didn't sleep at. 
so it's like really hard getting faster at night right um so that's like something you learn like it's for next year i really know how to kind of like tweak that a little bit yeah interesting i mean so I, i'm sorry i'm just picking your brain here i'm trying to get it all out you know this is this is cool stuff but um i, I love how deep you're going with this this is awesome man because um I mean, so much to learn here, but a lot of what you're saying is so f familiar to me, man. Like I, I, I experienced this, like I said, yeah. kind of like 20, almost 25 years ago now at Auburn, the same type of uh, experience that you're feeling. And, it, and it's funny how um, comparable it is in terms of um, championship performance. I mean, it doesn't change much to win a championship. All the things that you're talking about were, were very similar things that we were doing 25 yeah. years ago, you know? Oh, yeah. And Principles you're right. The same. Did you have Did you have Marsh at that time? Yeah, Marsh, Marsh was the head coach. Um, you know, it was just very similar, and, and it's it's kind of why I picked you guys. And I told Marsh this, and I told I told people this publicly when I was looking at you guys on paper. There was there was very little between Cal and Texas on paper. Yeah, and and, yeah. and realistically, if I was going to be you know a realist, I'd probably pick Texas on paper, but. The factor of, of of Marsh coming in and his experience and Dave and, and Durden and and just being a brilliant coach and being a master of kind of getting you to exactly where you needed to be and then having Marsh come in and kind of be a supplement to yeah. that and having the team you had, I, I just felt <coughs> like that was going to get you guys over the line and that really proved true. And it's not, again, it's not a negative on Texas. It was just that the, the double combination of those two guys and their experience and the team you had. To me, it was like they're going to get it done Saturday morning, and everything you're talking about yeah. tells me that you know everything I thought was going to come true did come true. Was there yeah. was there a point in Texas? Because I've looked at I've looked at the Texas bench personally myself as a swimmer and as a coach. We won in 2009, and it came down to the last day. And I looked across the Texas bench, and again, it's nothing against them, but when you look at them, you can see defeat in a certain you know, after the 200 back in 2009, I knew it was over. I was like, we, we got these guys. Yeah, they all, yeah, yeah. they all just deflated. So was there, was there a point ever for you in the me where you looked across at the Texas bench and were like, we got, we've got them mentally. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say specifically just because it was, you know, it sounds weird, but I was like, it was very important for me to not focus on Texas. Right. Right, uh, right. like it just doesn't matter right because whatever they do they're they're good swimmers right right I, what i'd say there is like um i think to some degree it's if you come in and you know they they, they do so well every year at midseason it's insane right we went to we right. went to minnesota and they just crushed us like props right they right. crushed us we barely got our relays up you know we swam like this and that and we had text all around like hey you be careful if you don't get third this year at NCs. We're like, Oof, you know, it's like we didn't swim well, and um, that's uh, just like kind of like it's so weird because that puts Texas in a position every year where it's like they're expected to win, right? Right. They're seeded to win. They're expected to win. Right. And that that like, like we don't we never get that. Like very rarely does does Cal come in and they're like, okay, Cal's gonna win. Like very rarely. It's always right, like right. underdog, right? And that mm -hmm. does something because when you sit there and you're supposed to win and you don't that pisses you off and at that point you get like you know you kind of sit there like fuck this sucks you know right <clears throat> but it's like you know we i don't like the term where it's like oh and we wanted it more it's bullshit right they yeah, yeah. as mm -hmm. much as we did sure um, yeah mm -hmm. so that doesn't count i think but it is a mental game like it's very very tough it's a very tough meet you know and you know mm -hmm. what it's like it's so like stressful all the time and the stress of just like 
in their position, day three, right? We swim really well. We show up for the morning. They know they have a chance, but it's slim, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so stressful because that's what we had last year. I, I know that feeling exactly. It's like you can get it done at night. They would have to underperform. We'd have to overperform. Right. But we're probably going to lose, you know? That feeling just sucks. And it's just like you have to get over that feeling and then outperform your seed from the morning. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. So it's all about these swings and, like, mentality and, like, you know, you have to show up when it matters. And 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 they did. They outperformed their seed by, like, way more than we thought. And mm-hmm. they, we outperformed our seed way more than, like, you know, we thought. Yeah. So it's just, like, you know, I wouldn't say that they did anything way worse. It's just, like, you know, it's been like this for 10 years. And it swings in one direction, swings in another direction. And, and, right, right. And, but what was really cool, too, is like teams are moving up you know it's like nc state florida they know what they're doing they're coming for us you know they're mm-hmm. every like people are tired of one and two texas and cal like it's gonna be really interesting next year i can tell you that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that'd be cool destro swim towers gain strength in the water with a tower of power save 150 dollars per double swim tower by using code brett b-r-e-t-t at checkout destromachines.com it was super deep and there was i mean florida were winning events and i mean it was just like there was stuff going on uh, asu i mean was there anybody individually that you got a chance to look at and we're like holy shit i mean uh you know leon Marchand, oh like anyone yeah. like that was there anyone that you were like damn <laughs> i was joking with leon at pax i was like are you on the French diet? And it's like, you know, uh, it's croissants, black coffee, and cigarettes for breakfast. But <laughs> he said he wasn't. So I was like, shit, she's actually going to swim fast then. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he's crazy, crazy kid. Super, super, super dope and super nice. And uh, just, you know, he's just a natural swimmer. You look at him swim. Like, that's a guy where I can't really, like, you know, there's not a lot for me to learn because I just don't do what he does. Mm-hmm. And it's a very different body type or whatever or not. But, um, I just love watching him swim, dude. Underwater, like 4 a.m., last wall, 14 meters. Are you kidding me? It's like mm-hmm. so, so cool. And, you know, he's going to be up there in, in two years and swim, and Bob knows what he's doing with him. So we love that. And especially, like, that was even cooler. This year, PAX was so fast. It's like, so fast. we showed up, and we were not ready. I can tell you that. Day one came around. We're like, we're running these two relays. Because last year, we crushed it, right? No one was there. ACU didn't even swim. But we show up, and we get third in both relays the first day. Two I two medley relay and then the two free relay uh, eight free relay. I'm sorry. We were just like flustered. We we're like, what are these teams? Like, what is happening? Everyone's so fast, and that was so mm-hmm. cool because you know we love a conference where it's tight. You know, nationals too. It's, it's so much more exciting when it's like people that are like you know it's ups and downs and and this matters really closely, um because it's just more exciting for everyone. Like props to Texas, they showed up. Like that's cool, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I um, I actually just took a photo of you while you were talking. I sent it to Leon because he was he was he was going to do a podcast with me today. He said he got busy, but uh, um, we are going to do one. But I told him we were talking about him, so I'm sure it'd be happy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. he, he he can swim, but um, that's cool. Well, listen, um, I've kept you a while, man. This has been this has been really interesting. Um, super cool. Uh, I mean. I mean, now that you have one, you know, you've, you've done this thing. How do you then, um, you know what? I'm going to back off from that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go to long course. How do you transfer what you've done short course to long course now? How do you get that giant leap forward? Are are you doing anything specific for your long course? That's going to help you make that 
leap in any particular event? Are you are you looking at an event long course wise that you want to be really good at? Um, yes, I want to be good in hundred free. That'd be nice. Um, the hundred free. Okay, so you're yeah. forty eight. What now? Forty eight. Forty eight nine. Forty eight nine. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. nothing compared to what you can do. So you know, reality um, wise, where do you, where yeah. do you think you can be? Like where 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 do you make the improvements or jumps forward in that? Well, I think what's important is um, the way I kind of look at my long course swimming is it's like um, I kind of send those, but smoothly. So what I did last year when I was 48.9, when I PB'd, I was 22.7. Actually, I was 22.9 to the feet, which is very fast for someone yeah, who goes 48.9. Yeah, really nine, fast. Right? Yeah, you should, yeah. Be, you should be 48 low off that. Exactly. So the, the problem with me is like I, I'm really good out front. I have easy speed. Mm. And it, it kind of like looks like easy speed, but... I kind of get tired anyway, if mm -hmm. that makes sense a little bit. Mm -hmm. So what I want to figure out this season is being more confident in those splits. Like I don't, you know, I, when I went 48, I didn't come home under 26. Like that's a joke, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, exactly. So it's like figuring out how to be back, you know, 24 low. Like you have to be if you want to go 47.5. That's important, you know. I so for me, what I would do for you is I would I would put you under stress and then I would get you to swim back end swim. So oh, you want, yep. you know, you, you do some back end fifties, but you want to be on under stress before you get to the back end. So it's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get you some top end speed, maybe, maybe a 25 or a 35 top end swim to the wall easy, give you 10, 15 seconds rest and then hit the back end, you know, or yeah. maybe yeah. even, maybe even swim into the wall and out of the wall and try and get that back end speed, but you've got to be under stress hitting yeah. the time that you want to come back in and practice. So you've got to be 24 mids to kind of 24, six, seven, eights. You know, you want to be in that range. But if yeah. you're 25, five on a regular basis in practice, you're just not going fast enough. you got to get yeah. down to those 24 lows, 24 mids under stress. That's true. And that's, I mean, I, the thing is there's, there's this, this, this joint between that because I'm able to do it right. Like last year, this year, we barely done long course. Like mm -hmm. we've done long course, but we really wanted that win. So this, uh, sorry, in the fall we did, but in the spring, we kind of focused on, on, on short course. But last year for the Olympics, we we're like all long course, right? And we're doing like 650s, best average back in speed. And I was like, you know, probably going 24, sixes, sevens average. Uh, they're on like two minutes. Uh, suited from a push so it's like decent right it's not it's not insane it's not terrible mm -hmm. and i remember those are really good for me but there seems to be this like this joint between me doing those and then like actually coming back 24 or 25 right. even right. but yeah so i, I think I, I need to go to, to meets and just practice um practice that uh but also like i don't know i'm not that stressed you know people are just like oh he's having a great great Shoker season and and so he's gonna go 47 and 21 i appreciate that hype you know it's cool and all but i want to be those times in two years and i i might be i will probably you know it's like i'm working towards it but um one thing at a time kind of so it's like we i texted dave yesterday i was like dave i'm not going to san antonio i just want to like you know kind of just celebrate and have a good time we just won and he's like no problem just do that you know right um so yeah, I, it's like you know moving through that, but I think just really figuring out how to swim that race before actually going forty-seven would be a good idea. Right? Do you have to do any trials to qualify for like a worlds or Europeans? No, I get nominated for my Olympic stuff and probably from yards times too, which is really nice. Well, that's cool. So so you're pretty much automatically selected for both those meets. Yeah, should be fine. Okay, now it's just a matter of deciding which one you want to go to. Then I guess correct. 
Cool. Okay. All right. Well, listen, um, appreciate this, man. The analysis has been amazing. Have we missed anything? No, dude, it was a, it was a crazy fast meet. And, you know, I love talking to you about this stuff, but it's just interesting. Like NCA is, is, is so, so, so good for swimmers, right? Like the concept and just yeah. like teaches people how to swim fast. And, you know, 140.9 doesn't make it back in the A. 2IM, what 419 doesn't make it back in under three. It was just cool to see. Like we were happy to be there too. Like so yeah. it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. So and, yeah. and you're gonna finish up like a couple of months before the Olympics, I guess, aren't you? Yeah, that's um I'm sorry. Um yeah, I think that's right around where it would be uh let's see, twenty twenty four. Yeah, and my and school finishes in May, so and you have the Olympics. Um and I guess it's probably July. So, July, yeah. yeah so you'd have you'd have ncas you'd finish school you'd have a few months to kind of get ready for the olympics so it's kind of like a 24 is like a big year for you yep yeah that's cool i like it well, i like the i like the fact that you're being patient um but you're also understanding that you know now's the time where you could make those leaps forward i think you're i think you're definitely there you know like the the, the 21 the 21 low, I saw it. When I when I was watching your 50 yards, I was like, this guy can go 21 low. Like I've seen that many times. You've got that speed, you got the start down, you got the breakouts, you got that, you got that body position that you need. Um, you've got you got everything you need. It's just gonna take time to kind of practice it and get through it. But you you you're there, man. So like look, thank you. You're you're one of the best sprinters in the world now. I think people should fear you in, in the sense that you're big, you're long, you're experienced, you're well coached. There, there's this factor of you're going to be there. So people, people need to remember your name. It's coming, man. And, um, and I hope you kind of um, embrace that because you're, you're one of the best sprinters in the world, man. I, I've got a lot of respect for you. You're doing really good things and I'm excited about your long course. I, I really want to see <laughs> you transferred at some point, whether that be this season or, or next season. I want to see that kind of click for you because um, you've, you've got all the potential in the world, man. So good luck. Thank with you. All right. Thank you, dude. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks a lot, all right? I got you. Have a good night, Brett. All right, see you, Bjorn. Take care.